And I'm Nick, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to season two, episode nine of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you're here. We're decently glad you're here. All right, well, I'm very glad you're here. I'm thrilled. I'm just kidding. I should change out that adjective. We say glad all the time. Whatever, whatever, whatever. (laughs) In Tabula Rasa, bitches, your two co-hosts discuss and dissect Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that bonded them together so many years ago. And in this episode, we will be discussing season two, episode nine, What's My Line, part one. Part two. As usual, we'll do our best to avoid spoilers beyond this episode, but today we'll discuss this episode, spoilers and all. Also, if I get mixed up where part one ends and part two picks up, I'm only human, my friends. Okay. (laughs) You're an angel. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. All right. So. (laughs) Uh, All right. Career week looms over Sunday. Should I interrupt you again? Okay, I'll be quiet now. That was fun. Keep going, You're keep going, keep going. Uh, Buffy is reminded once more that her career is likely to be unpaid, antisocial, and short. Angel suggests that the two of them go ice skating to cheer Buffy up. Spike and Drusilla are planning something big, but they need to keep Buffy occupied, so they send for the Order of Taraka, deadly semi-human assassins. The first assassin attacks Buffy and Angel at the ice rink, but is stopped by a buff-powered ice skate to the jugular. Fuck yeah. The second is a man made of bugs. Not who fuck is yeah. unwittingly, yeah, not fuck yeah. Who is unwittingly let into Buffy's house by Cordy. Angel tries to beat information out of Willie the Snitch, an owner of a local bar that caters to demons, but the presumed third assassin appears and locks Angel in a cage with the sun coming up fast. The third assassin then finds and attacks Buffy, and the episode ends with her telling Buffy. Your name is Kendra, the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, shout out to Buffy Guide, from which this summary was adapted. The twist that is, I'm really excited to dig it into that with you. It is an excellently crafted moment, yeah, it for is. sure. Yeah, it made it's me kind of cool. hunger for more part part twos, part ones, part twos. I don't know. They did yeah. this one well. That is, I mean, that's the beauty of television. You can spend more time with a story, and I, I'm so glad that today in 2022 they uh they appreciate that more yeah they're make using it to every advantage so uh, i mean do you ever remember what you got on that career aptitude test that we took in high school my first note is career fair uh we never had this we did a career aptitude test so we did i remember going into the computer lab and i remember it being super leading questions and obviously by it was like junior or senior year of high school. So I knew, I was like, obviously I already knew by then that I wanted to be an actor. So it was like, do you like public speaking? Duh. <laughs> Are you comfortable being on your feet all day? Yes. And I think I did end up getting something in the entertainment business, but I like really didn't take it seriously because I was like, I know what I'm doing. This quiz is not for me. I yeah. never, I don't remember that at all. That is we fascinating. Had a we had a career week. Remember we had those mock interviews? No, I don't remember that at all. What? Okay, well... Wait, tell me more about... Wait, in high school we had this? <laughs> this, was, this was absolutely high school. 
um, we had to craft, I think they helped us write a resume and we did interviews. And I remember it was my favorite day of the year because you had to dress in like interview attire, which meant all the boys came in suits. This was multiple years? Yeah. We did it multiple times? The high school did it every year, but I think it was the juniors who participated. Do you remember me giving you any feedback about this? I This is news to me, honestly. That's hilarious. Except okay, for the well, fact that I was there. apparently there. Yeah, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, and like they would get like parent volunteers, people who like brand businesses and stuff to like conduct the interviews. And we would all go into the library and we'd all sit across from one of the parents and do a mock Hallie, interview. this didn't happen. It did. I promise you, it did not happen. No, never. Are we experiencing some mandala effect here? This is crazy to me. I wonder what I would have gotten. That's bananas. Well, I guess I got something. I don't, why don't I remember that? So, I know, like, I mean, it was a big day. All, like I said, everyone had to dress up. Do you know whose parent interviewed you? All the guys came in. I don't. It was not some, uh. Was there a way to opt out of this? Did I do it? Are you sure I did it? You would have done it. What? What? That's, but this is crazy. Yeah. No, because I specifically remember, because I've always kept this in my head. My feedback was that, I should be more concise with my answers because I would always give the whole like beginning, middle and end of like, you know, where this answer started and I'll get like way too much background and give like way too much of an answer. So they said to be more concise and more direct in my answers. Interesting. Okay. I'll be, I'll be direct on the answers. Like I'll said, punch you the in guys, the fucking face. All of the guys would come in their interviewer. suits and stuff. And to me, the suit is the male version of lingerie. Yeah. For me, in my opinion. Interesting. So, yeah. I like a good Speedo, personally. Mm. Depends. Okay, okay. Uh, well, anyway, anyway. My, <laughs> like, one of my, one of my early on notes about this is that um, there, there's this line that I related with. These people can't tell for one multiple choice test that we'll be doing, that uh, what we'll be doing for the rest of our lives. Hundred percent, and I just want to say true because I very much struggled with. And I remember in undergrad, and then when I was thinking about what I wanted to go for for grad school, I was struggling with this idea of like, what do I want to do? I don't know. There's a lot that all of us could do. That's my second question. What did you want to be when you were in high school? What did I want to be when I was in high school? I don't. What did I? And when high school. What did I want to be? Do you remember what I wanted to be in high school? Did I want to be a therapist in high school? Or was that college that I wanted to be a therapist? Um, I feel like in high school, no, you were I wanted still to be... talking about marrying rich and being a stay-at-home dad. Oh, that hasn't changed much. Okay, so I'm kind of remarkably consistent. I think that, okay. I mean, I think it was still something in... I think it was computers because like I said, went we didn't to... Know, we didn't know all of the options that existed. Because mm-hmm. then you go to college and you're like, oh, there's a bajillion different roles in a bajillion different fields. But I think you wanted in that general social worker helping people area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish that Centennial had had more prepared us for you can go to community college for two years and that's a great option or like everybody doesn't have to get like i have a degree in family studies right which is you don't need to go to you like yeah not going to college is an option they really need to read uh retitle that that major 
because that just sounds like a bullshit major. Family yes. studies. Yeah. Yes. It's like how it's like in the, the theater department at Towson. There's like the actors acting track. There's the directing track. And then there's just there's a theater studies where you get kind of a, a bit of everything. But theater studies sounds so generic. It makes it sound so lame. But like they do a lot of work and they learn a lot. And that's a very valid major that a poor title makes. Yeah, I learned really, a lot really from cheap. family studies. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what yeah, did, we should. You I mean, always in general, knew. Our country. Oh yeah, I knew. For, I mean, ever since I did free to be you and me in third grade, I was like, yep, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Boom. I strive for that clarity. I have struggled. I still struggle today, Allie, with what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's really hard for me to empathize with people who like, like, I can't imagine going to college undecided. That is so foreign to me. That's so funny. And I'm like, I wish so I had had the courage to be undecided because I really was undecided. But mm. Yeah, no. And I, and I like know that that's a thing, but I just, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. <laughs> um xander has a really great uh quote here is it after willow says you're not going to be young forever <laughs> it's leading up to that and right after that yeah yeah okay so xander says oh yeah like i'm gonna suck all the spontaneity out of being young and stupid i'd rather live <laughs> in the dark and willow says you're not gonna be young forever yes but i'll be stupid don't rush to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> You're not stupid. <laughs> I love I love this whole exchange at the table because it is like it's a preposterous situation to put kids in. Yeah. Especially because I mean you feel like you're an adult and you feel like you know everything that you want to do with your life, but then it's like you're like once you're like out of like our age and stuff, it's like you're basically five. Right. Or yeah. like 10, yeah. maybe you're 10. But like, you're such a child. You don't even know. And yet you're, it's put on you all of these big decisions. Like you said, like going to community college should be a far more accepted avenue. Going to a trade school, like any of these things, like it is a shit ton of money to spend on something that like, you're not sure that's what you want to do. You may completely change the course of your whole life after spending thousands of dollars to do this yeah and this this 17 year old is signing up for what was my undergrad debt you there's a there's a scenario where this 17 year old is signing up for forty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt who knows right you don't have that's not any shade on the 17 year old either i didn't no. know i didn't know what forty thousand dollars meant on the educational system yeah i yeah. didn't know like yeah yeah they i don't know I feel so hard for Buffy in this yeah. episode where she's like, this is kind of fucking useless for me. Right, right. I hate doing useless product projects. Yeah. And yeah, what does what she, because, and she has this great conversation with Giles later where he's like, oh, I think it's a great idea for you to have a profession. She's like, uh, of course you do, because watcher, librarian, they go hand in hand. Yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Right, right. Don't be a cop, Buffy. Come on. Don't. Well, yeah. I think, I think us, right here in 2022 especially like i live in baltimore you know i think we have a very different view of cops and uh police enforcement and that career area but i mean if you think about this in like tv show land that makes total sense it really does for her to be like a detective or like an fbi agent somewhere where she could like it's not totally weird if she's looking at dead bodies or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. asking for information on this crime scene or something like that 
but I can totally see it. She's like, why, why the fuck would I do anything other than just, I don't know, hopefully win the lottery. Yeah. 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 Totally. And she has this great, she has a great line. Do I like shrubs? And Sandra says, that's between you and your God. (laughs) Personally, I don't mind shrubs. Actually, actually, no. Can I tell a very brief diatribe? We are starting with the diatribe super early into this episode. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with shrubs from this week. My, I let my dogs out one night this week. We have these shrubs in our backyard, like right up against our house. I think the previous owners, I still get their Trump mailers to my house and they piss me off because I'm like. Can't hear it, but I'm rolling my eyes. Yep. Yep. Um, So they, I think they planted these shrubs to block the master bedroom window from the light and so you can see it, whatever. Anyways, I let my dogs out and they, they spotted something behind the shrubs and they ran behind it and they just went for something. It's late at night. I don't know what the fuck it is. Who knows if it's a snake? Who knows if it's a probably just a mat? I don't know. Who the fuck knows what it is? But I'm just thinking that my dog's just chafed ass or something that's going to poison them. And I can't okay. get to them because they have run behind this shrub. And it's okay. like a hard shrub. I can't run into the center of it to get them out. So I'm just, I, I'm just in my pajamas, in my slippers. <laughs> It's like 11.30 at night, and I'm yelling at my dogs. There is a sound that has erupted from inside me that I didn't know was in there because I think my dogs are in danger, and it doesn't do a thing. They don't listen to me (laughs) at all. I just have to sit there and wait. Eventually, I waded into it, and I got a bunch of cuts on my legs, whatever. It was worth it. It turns out there was nothing poisonous, and they're still alive. But anyways... That is my issue with shrubs <laughs> at the moment. So you don't like a partic- that particular shrub. In theory, you like shrubs. Shrubs that in general. That particular one. Yes, correct. Yeah. Great way to yeah. sum that up. Uh, Cordelia walks down the center of the scene and is like talking about how much she loves people. And Xander says, Cordelia Chase, always ready to give a helping hand to the rich and the pretty. And Cordelia says, do you have this quote written down? I don't. I thought about it. Cordelia yeah. says, which, lucky me, excludes you twice. Oh. Me think she doth protest too much. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna come at Cordelia, you better be ready with counterpoints and counterpoints and counterpoints, because she'll put you in her in your place. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's surgical. She very surgical. So yeah. so yeah, this whole scene is about Everybody's participating in this career fair thing, and Buffy is bummed because she's kind of confronting this idea that she really doesn't have a future outside of slaying. But she's wearing a super cute pink sweater that it's a kind of unusual color for her. It's not in her usual palette, but it's a very, very cute sweater. I bet she looks cute. Pay attention to the outfits look of the week, friends. I have a note about something else she wears later on. Mm. She has later, I there's another uh, outfit I took a note on because she looks. Fire. Are we ready to move on we to are. the villain's lair? So we move on to the next scene, and Drusilla is reading tarot. And I just wrote, Drew is so trendy. She reads tarot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so in right now. Yeah, it, it is. is yeah. It's so in. I've actually been really, because they now they have all sorts of different tarot decks, and there's like a labyrinth themed one. There's like the, all, I mean, like all different kinds. I'm sure there's a Buffy themed tarot deck oh um, and i, I do not read tarot, tarot yeah but 
I guarantee it exists. I bought my little sibling a tarot deck when they were here visiting me for a week one summer, and it was one of my prouder moments as an older brother. <laughs> I like took them to really like excited? the witchy store. Yeah, yeah. We found a tarot deck, and it was fun. fabulous. Mom, if I you're saw, listening, I, I, I didn't a... buy him a tarot deck. <laughs> 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 Whatever. I, there are far worse things you could buy your sibling yeah, yeah. than a tarot deck. <laughs> Um, Spike, as always, showing that real men know how to say I'm sorry. He is having this this conversation with this transcriber. He's getting really tense and upset. And Drew asks him if he wants to dance. And he snaps at her. But immediately he says, I'm sorry. He goes over. He smooths things over. I'm just like, real men. Real men know how to apologize and own up to their mistakes. Yeah, what a fascinating caricature of what masculinity should be yeah 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 he apologizes he's still sadistic but yeah their yeah. whole relationship makes me smile oh. like the way they are with each other is so sweet i like how they how drusilla's character is progressing in this episode you can really see that she is starting to come apart at the seams yeah yeah but also seeing continuing to see her her visions and her sort of like extrasensory powers the way she's like oh no 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 things are gonna be good things are coming that's gonna check the scales this is gonna work out yeah she says at one point like oh what we needed was in front of us the whole time this scene they've established like they're they're trying to translate something and that's when spike gets all pissed because the guy who's translating it can't get it and 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 then and then at the at the end of the scene they figure out like they need something else to decipher mm-hmm. the book which is the book that they stole from the library during Lie to Me I think the episode was yes yes because that's the vamp that what's his face let's get away for information oh, right. yeah yeah Blondie yeah 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 yeah, yeah this... book they took one of my books yeah <laughs> <laughs> um this quote from Spike to Drusilla when. Drusilla asks to dance. Spike says, I'll dance with you, pet, or the Slayer's grave, which is just so romantic. And like, so, yeah, it's, it is romantic for them. It is, exactly. Yeah. It's like, for, for, it's like when he says, eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's super sweet. In Why do I context. think that's cute? It is. It is yeah. the sweetest thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it, like, if Hayden were, were that, were into Buffy too, I'd be like, Let's put that on our rings, like eyeballs to entrails. It's so sweet. Where so are we in uh, Buffy's bedroom now? No, we nope. are. Okay, what's, what's your next? We're in the graveyard. Um, ah, yes. Buffy's patrolling that night. Um, the only reason I note this is because there's an opening scene alert. Um, mm-hmm. So Buffy hears something happening in the crypt, and she like peeks in. And as she peeks in, there's this opening scene alert when you see her. Like looking in, she opens the door and mm-hmm. the light comes on mm-hmm. her. The vampire Lucius, I think that's his name, is is digging something so. out, and yeah, he yeah. Uh, he walks out with whatever he has. And Buffy says, "Does rest in peace have any stank- sanctity with you people?" <laughs> so she slays one sure, of the vampires, the other gets away, and now we're in her bedroom. Yeah. So I love that for once the table, the shoes on the other foot, the table is turned. Um. Angel, she's crawling, coming in her her bedroom window, and Angel's already in her bedroom. And Buffy startles Angel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a change, and she's like, "Yeah, how's it feel?" <laughs> Noticeably, like she sees him and is like, "I'm gonna drop this real loudly," so yep. he hears it. 
Thanks. Th- thanks, Buffy. Angel, take note of how you yeah. alert people to your presence. Mm-hmm. But he's so he's so cute. He's holding on to her Mr. Gordo piggy. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like so concerned. And uh, I love it. I I wrote down a quote. So she she's she's like she says something snappy, snippy to him. Um, and he and she's like, sorry, I'm just like really bad week. This stuff at school. And he's like, career week. And, and she says, how did you know? And he says, I lurk. It's like, okay, so you admit. So you admit that you're a lurker. We're all just okay with this. I wish I had that self-awareness, Buffy. Sometimes when I snap at Paul, it takes me a little bit to realize I snapped. And to be like, oh, sorry, that was a bad day. Like, Buffy knew right away. She was like, oh, shit, this was not on. This wasn't your thing. Sorry. School, I don't know, credit. Yeah, so um yeah buffy's bummed about career week she's feeling excluded she says i want a normal life like i had before and he says before me Mm -hmm. we took that one a little personally real quick yeah i mean he is a significantly not normal part of her life yeah it is not unreasonable to think that when she's like i just want to be a normal kid that he's like yeah and date like a football player or something like that yeah and be like that's kind of without me yeah right like yeah and that would feel shitty yeah like it is not it is mutually exclusive for you to have a normal life yeah or for you to be dating me it's um and she said okay a regular kid in her cradle robbing creature of the night boyfriend (laughs) and (laughs) in that by saying that robbing (laughs) while and acknowledging boyfriend i knew they dropped the l-bomb to each other but she said yeah yep yeah, she says that a couple times now. And I mean, she's got dad's approval. She's there. Ca- he's casually. Yeah, Jeff, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Giles. yeah, yeah. Um, he's casually dropping in on, in her bedroom and she's like not surprised to see him. So we're all just chill with that happening. And it's so sweet what he does. He picks up the picture of her ice skating and mm-hmm. they're talking about it. And, and he yeah. says, there's a rink outside past Route 17 that's closed on Tuesdays. And she, she says, says, tomorrow's Tuesday. He says, I know. <laughs> so oh, cute. Oh, it is so oh, cute. It melts my heart, especially because I love ice skating. <laughs> such a, I mean, I, it's I have such a, a story about ice skating place. related to your birthday party, Allie. We're going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. I have something to say. Does that have to do with you sucking at ice skating? No, actually, it doesn't. Oh, okay. I do suck at ice skating, though. I'm really bad at it. But it is still fun. Ice skating is a lot of fun. And this is just a really cute moment with... But it's a great date place because, like, hand-holding is, like, inherent in the whole activity. And, like, you're all bundled up and you can get hot cocoa. I was gonna, I was just gonna say, conjures images of hot chocolate and coziness. And yeah, it's and just if you nice. Fall, they can kiss your boo boo. Like, it's yeah. So, the next day at school, the everybody's test results are posted on some board, which I have questions about pushing out publicly, but that's okay. I also said that, uh, but we also know the awfulness that is posting lists. In front of people. Oh my god, true. Castless. I bet and they that don't, would drive me. I wonder insane. if they do castless like that anymore. Do you think at high schools now they do castless? But that would be a terrible idea. I'm Put sure it somebody does. I'm sure somebody does. Horrible idea. Horrible it is. idea. It's terrible. It's sadistic. Yeah. It, but if, uh, yeah, if I were Willow and I just weren't on the list, that would drive me insane. It would be mortifying. 
Cordelia yeah. as a motivational speaker is <laughs> I I want Cordelia to be my I know they mean it oh, in irony. I can totally, but I can totally see her as like a like Jenny Craig or some one of those like fitness gurus who's like she's naturally hot and sexy, but like, oh my God, if you buy these well fitness tapes, like I can totally see her being like less motivational speaker, more like role model lifestyle influencer yeah 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 totally be an influencer these days yeah yeah i see that i have other thoughts but i'm afraid i'll get dragged so i'm not going to say them moving on well now you have to say them no i i some specific what i would call scam companies came to mind Uh. for me that i almost just (laughs) called out that i think that i could see her doing very well at making a lot of money for herself and good for her you know she's making money off it that's like good but okay so everybody's been hosted um buffy's making a choice with a purse that she has here (laughs) did you do you remember that it's like some sort of like yeah it's It's, like it's a fuzzy leopard print tote bag i don't i don't love it Always, so fuzzy bags was a very 90s thing and it's something that's kind of coming back as like the 90s are coming back and I'm like that's a choice <laughs> we love most 90s trends I love most 90s trends the fuzzy bags and bucket hats could have stayed in the 90s I don't love bucket hats either yeah I don't know they're not cute nobody looks cute in a bucket hat they are I mean, very functional. Functional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Like if you're just wearing them for function, like Crocs or Uggs, whatever. But like, yeah, not, I don't think of it as a fashion statement. I think Uggs are cute. You don't think Uggs are cute? A lot of people don't. Like they're cool. like when they became really popular, a lot of people are like, but they're not cute. But I'm like, well, I don't care if they're cute or not. They are comfy as hell. I think I think they're cute. I mean, you I could like. A lot of them with the fuzz popping out. Like, I don't know. I don't know if those are cute. You had a pair of Uggs. They were black Uggs. They were higher than normal Uggs. And I thought they yeah. were super cute. I th- I think they're cute. They're not so cute anymore because they're now like 10 years old. Well, um, Xander's supposed to be a prison guard. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how they got there. But I guess they, they're thinking of like unskilled labor is what they're trying to communicate or like there's some like classism there there's like yeah yeah, he'd be a horrible prison guard horrible yeah absolutely he uh i he said i can look forward to being in the growing field of corrections which (laughs) what we know about the 90s now and the uh uh growing carceral system they were looking for more prison guards which is not great a great reflection of our country but it is a topical uh, line that they wrote in. So good for them being... Yes, absolutely. They were definitely up up on it. And I do agree with you about Willow. If I was left off this list and like everybody else was on it, I would be horrified. Mm-hmm. She's rightfully yeah. horrified. Right. Yeah. So they're in the library. Giles is talking about next moves. And Buffy says, oh, yeah, I saw Vamp on patrol, Grey robbing. He's like, Giles like freaks out. And I, I can kind of see on his side because, yeah, Vamp's grave robbing is is definitely something you should look into. But isn't that what she's doing now by telling him? Yeah. Like, it happened last night. I'm telling you now. Yeah, it, it did feel like it went zero to 60 kind of quick. And I think Buffy even notices that. She says something like, yeah. have a couch. I know it's like, 
Right. Yeah. 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 I'm totally like, because at first I was like, well, you know, she that is an out of the normal thing. It should definitely be looked into. And I'm like, yeah, but it, it's not like it happened last week and she forgot to tell you about it. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. It yeah, just yeah. happened. She says, if you don't like the way I'm doing my job, why don't you find somebody else? And I feel like this theme we're going to explore for the next two episodes, like Buffy is stuck here. Yeah. Like not only is Buffy stuck, but everybody else is stuck too. They're stuck with yeah. her. Well, and part of it is it's her and only her. She can't pass it off to somebody. It's not like a usual job where, you know, someone if you're sick, someone else can fill in for you or, you know, there's no depth in her chart for someone else to, to take her place um, that we know of. Um, she has at some point in this, she says something about the whole nine yards. And she says, what does that mean? Whole nine yards? Nine yards of what? And I have also had this question, so I did look it up. Uh, according, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, its origin is unknown and has been described by Yale University Library Fred R. Shapiro as the most prominent etymological riddle of our time. Buffy is posing to us the most etymological riddle of our time. Indeed. she is. So she is not wrong to call it out because not only does she not have an answer, the world doesn't have an answer. Yeah, Wikipedia doesn't have an answer. So if Wikipedia is saying, like, yeah, it's unsolved, and it's unsolved. Buffy's brilliant, and she says something, I forget it's in, if it's in this episode or the next episode, about her not being very bookish. And I was like, you're a fucking liar. Mm -hmm. You're very smart. You bitch. She's very smart. Oh, actually, it's this episode. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, so I think that we're in the bad guy lair, right? Yep, in the next lair. scene. Yep, they have. They now have the relic, uh, and Drew is somehow able to get really close to that big ass cross. I was a little surprised by that because it is literally a cross, right? It's and, huge, yeah, and it is a cross. And they all touch it. Now they don't touch it. So when when in Spike this scene, puts it in their hands, and then sorry, I, that's spoilers. Well, in, in well in this scene, he has it on a cloth, and she oh. is she's kind of waving her hand over it and You're sensing right. its power You're right and then later i think it's next episode he is wearing a glove when he's holding it yeah and i guess it it speaks to their strength how close they're able to get to it because there are other vampires we've seen where someone holds up a cross and they immediately back away even though it's not literally touching them so i guess that's maybe well they're just really powerful so they can get close without being hurt or they can withstand the pain or something like that or it could be like an evil cross Right, because it's used to decipher horrible spells to restore yeah. vampires to power. That's true, but still, say, still sanctified in some way because they can't actually touch it. I don't know. Yeah, I hadn't noticed the detail about them touching it with the cloth. Hmm. Okay, add us to the list of questions we need answered. Okay. So they're talking about the Slayer is going to get in the way. They have time before they can do this because of the lunar cycle or whatever. And Lucius, the transcriber guy, is like, the Order of Sanaka, isn't that overkill for a slayer that Spike has already had trouble taking care of? Uh, no, I don't. I'd say nope. I'd say that's definitely not overkill. Yeah, are you underestimating our Buffy right now? Because you will do so at yeah. your peril. Exactly. I mean, obviously. Obviously. I mean, Spike did that. He over underestimated her, overestimated himself. And uh, look where it got him. Did I say overestimate? My bad. Did I, do we underestimate? Whatever. Yes. 
Yeah, underestimate. <laughs> was, that was not, that was a correction of myself, not correcting you. Oh well, uh, well, we'll listen back. We'll see if I did say the wrong thing. Um, underestimate Buffy at your own peril. Exactly. That's for sure. So Drusilla flips the three cards, and we know that there's going to be like three assassins coming at Buffy. Mm-hmm. If you already know what's coming, they're all they all represent the three assassins that are coming, that which is like, Ooh. yeah. Her, her, her visions are real her visions are true it's pretty cool um so at school the next day um it turns out buffy is on an errand with giles but willow is looking for her willow is like damn buffy needs to get back quickly because snyder's looking for her and snyder oh, can't no. know that she is gone and then she she finds xander and they have just the a hysterical exchange with principal snyder to me this was one so of those great I I so want, I started typing and I was like I can't type all of this. I took I took part of Snyder's line. I took I took the end part. Did the whatever comes out of your mouth. Yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So they're buttering him up or whatever. And Snyder is like, "Where is she?" Saying clearly like, "Where's Buffy?" He's like, "Don't I don't give me that that line of oh I'm sure she's around here somewhere." And Xander says something. And Sander says, for what it's worth, and Snyder yeah, cuts him off nothing. to say, yeah. So it's nothing. Whatever comes out of your mouth is a meaningless waste of breath, an airborne toxic event. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Savage. An airborne toxic event. Whatever comes out of your mouth is a meaningless waste of breath. That is so rude. I feel like I want to keep that in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> that is the kind of retort. I wish I had on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. So if we come for Cordelia, you better come ready. If you come for yeah. Snyder, you better come yeah. ready. Oof. Yeah, or you just have better have a thick skin with either either one of them. So a uh, uh, Willow is whisked away by men in suits. Yep. She served a uh, canopy, which is hilarious to me. Did that? Why? Be- the idea of them like setting up this whole like backstage area, this thing. And so it makes a little more sense to me with a different context. Cause at the time, I think I thought they were from the government. I thought, and I, I, was I like, always, why are they we, popping for all of this? Yeah. When we started, when, when this episode started, I hadn't paid attention to that. And watching it through this next time, I was like, oh, government people, but they're not government people. They're yeah, not you're government right. people. So knowing now what I know about like Silicon Valley and like software moguls and tech company people, it does make more sense. Like, like if they, instead of saying some random name that we had no association with, if they had said like Google wants you. Mm. And then you found out that like Google sprung for some catered food and separate room and they were poaching her out of high school and stuff like now that I have a better understanding of the tech world this makes more sense but i 100 percent never noticed that it was some tech developer well i think what made it seem government like was that she was left off of the list if she like yeah. even today if it was like google or something she would have still appeared on like the government feel comes to the fact that she was like left out well and i was like random men in suits who don't introduce themselves and they just kind of like you say they whisk her away yeah um, yeah, yeah. But yeah but they but this is finally willow and oz meet oh it's so good yeah they finally She's meet and he asks her he's like he he, he like gestures her he's like canopy 
Um, oh, Oz, you're such a gentleman. You're so cute. They have such so a cute moment later this episode or the next episode. I think it might be next episode, but okay, it's, okay. oh I'll my God. It. It. It's so wonderful. Adorable. Now we're, we're past that scene. Giles and Buffy are going to look at the crypt. I am so not about his polka dot tie. I hate it too. I hate it. Uh, yeah. But other than that, um, I do, like we said earlier, I do think it is because they're talking about the career fair and Giles is kind of, I don't know, saying she should get into a career, blah, blah, blah. And I, it is an ideal pair being a slayer and a cop. But I do like that he he does I, he does say that, like, oh, well, you do have a point that when she says that, you know, obviously you, no one's going to call you out if you spend all your time in the library, which is what you have to do for your job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, oh. when she when she pushes back, he is thoughtful. I, I wrote that down, too. I was I appreciated that. Yeah. So um, they finally get to the crypt where Buffy found the vampires. They go in and I think Giles sees like the Nate Dulac and he mm-hmm. like notices what was taken and Buffy has this funny line. I, he's like talking about Dulac and whatever and his religiousness. And mm-hmm. um, Buffy has this line. She goes, note to self, religion, freaky. Yep. <laughs> very true (laughs) understatement of the millennia (laughs) um so so and and he's putting together pieces that that do like the crypt they're in is linked to the book that was stolen and he says something's coming and whatever it is i can guarantee it's not good Mm -hmm. that's very true yeah so they Giles wants to do some more investigating. They're in the library, and Willow, always the great wing woman, agrees with Buffy that oh, you know she's not. She should probably rest up because mm-hmm. there's this big thing coming. Mm-hmm. She she shouldn't be uh, researching with us. She's such a bro, uh, Willow. Well, and I think this is where Buffy says that she's not bookish, and it makes sense that she's like downplaying her usefulness in the research because she has a date tonight correct she says you have to admit i kind of lack in the book area and i do not have to admit that buffy you have proven time and time buffy you go to your date absolutely cheering you on one thousand percent but you're fucking brilliant yourself yeah and and like a bad lie too to anybody i could just if i were any of them i could be like no you don't lack in the book area at all. What are you, you talking about? frequently point out important things that we find in books. Yeah. So, yeah. But I do, I think Willow's is a really great, is like, yeah, she needs to gather her strength. Like, as always, percent, Willow yeah. is on top of the cover story. <laughs> yeah, Willow here, incredible wing woman, like you said. Yeah. She actually should have been recruited by NSA or CIA or somebody. She would have been amazing. Come on, you government idiots. This is where, okay, so Buffy is sneaking away to go ice skating with her beau. This is where I need to tell a story about ice skating, Allie. Are you prepared for this? This is a quick story, I promise. I am ready. You had a birthday party where we went ice skating. I had a couple. I had at least two. Okay. I didn't know that. I I was probably there. Whatever. There's one story that I'm thinking of where this, Uh oh, I don't remember who she was. I don't know anything (laughs) about her. This little bitch at your (laughs) party. She was a child. I'm calling her a bitch anyways. We were having, 
it was like around we weren't ice skating at this point but we had our ice skates on i think we were eating cake or something like we were getting we were sitting at something maybe we're opening presents okay. who knows whatever me and her were having a disagreement about something so and... this was another this was another attendee of my party yes okay okay yeah 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 or was um, it just another bitch on the ice no, no. One of okay. your friends, Allie, one of your friends did this. Mm, okay. I'll try to think about who I I remember we were having some sort of disagreement about something. And it's hard to get into a disagreement with me. I'm generally a very agreeable person. Not with you on this podcast. I'm very opinionated. <laughs> but but generally, I'm like an easygoing person. We were having some sort of disagreement. And she looked at me and she stepped on my foot with Whoa. her ice skate. She stepped, just stepped on it. Uh, uh yeah, that was a thing. It was a thing that happened. That is rude as hell. I think I that's told that's mean. That's deliberately mean. I think I told you later on that she did that, and I think we confronted her together actually, and she played wow. it off or something. I don't remember but... that. <sighs> I'll cut. I'll cut this out. Who was it? Do you remember? No, I have no idea. Oh, Could you don't? Know. Oh, okay. No, I truly, I have no idea. Interesting. Wow. No, That's I swear. Mean. I remember she played it off as if she like didn't mean to or something, but she yeah, looked at man. me in the eye and stepped on my toe. Very rude. Wow. Very rude. Don't step on people's toes. Whatever. Don't do that. Anyways. So we see that Buffy's got some moves uh, on the ice. She's good. And it yeah. kind of looks like it might be is that Michelle Geller. It's not the skating. Oh, uh, it's a thousand percent. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sarah you did? Michelle okay. Geller skates. Yeah. Wow. Good for her. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. Um, I have a note to uh, just a fun fact. Juliet Landau, that's how you pronounce her name, right? Mm-hmm. Drusilla? Yeah. Is apparently, was at one point a very high rate skater in the US or something. Like, huh. I don't know. We have a couple of impressive skaters in the Buffy world. Very cool. Yeah, that's Buffy, though. But um, ugly I'm dude very, is watching I'm very her. capable on the rink, but. Are uh, you really? I. I'm very capable in going around in circles. Oh. <laughs> I do not. Can you I do can. the backwards skating? I cannot. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can like wiggle my butt and I can like go back a few inches, but like, no. And I cannot oh. do the crossover either. I, I bet it's nice. I, I would like to watch you with the ice. I do on love ice, ice, I do love ice, ice skating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. I haven't been on the ice in a long time. Um. So long. ugly dude is watching Buffy skate. Okay. He's, I said, I have a note. The dude's eye may be messed up, but he has great hair. Oh. I don't know what product he's using, but he has like really nicely defined curls. It's shiny. I didn't pay attention one single second to his hair. I'll have to pay attention again. Okay, he's got nice hair. Good for him. He conditions, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think he does. That's good. That's good. That's good. So Buffy has kind of an unfortunate fall. And um, when I have fallen on the rink, I never get choked out from a nice man behind me. So that's been good. It's cute because she kind of like laughs at herself. Well, before she starts getting choked. But she's like, ah, you know. Stupid Buffy. Yeah, stupid self. Yeah, and then she starts getting choked out. And then Angel comes to the rescue, crashing the date. Ugh, so, so unfortunate. Luckily saves Buffy. And then Buffy has this sick move with her skate. Where she slices his throat. I read in on a piece of trivia. I don't know if this is true. This might be the first time Buffy kills a human. If we think that ugly man is a human. So they do say that some members of the Order of Taraka are human. Some of them are human. Some of them are not. Um, Copley is a human, I bet. I think Copley is a human. 
That's a really so, good point. I'm trying to think back. I don't feel bad for uh, this guy, so. Yeah, because she's killed non-vampires, but they still weren't human. Because, like, Bug Lady wasn't human. Yep. She wasn't a vampire, but she was interesting. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that trivia is probably correct. Because um, he doesn't seem supernatural. He just seems tough. Yeah, big and strong and battle-worn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Angel sees his ring, and there's just this moment where he knows that Buffy's in danger. Mm-hmm. And then th- there's this other really sweet moment between the two of them where um, Angel has, yeah. like, a cut or something, and she goes mm-hmm. to touch it, and and he jerks away, and she's like, don't be baby. This, <laughs> like, come on. And he's like, no, it's not that. You shouldn't have to touch me like this. Because he's all vamped out, and she's like, oh, I didn't notice. I mean, even vamped out, he can get it. I yeah. wouldn't have an issue with that either. I'm just going to... Am I going to say this on recording? Yes, you are. I think I'm going to say uh, can, More so, he can get it more so. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can yeah. see that. Oh, especially yeah. As, especially yeah. as Angelus. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think I've said that before, too. Would happily make out with him, vamped out a thousand yep. percent. Okay. But it's not it's not gross and horny like I'm talking about. It's like a sweet <laughs> moment. It is. It's, like, a very, it's a very sweet moment. Um, And it's very tender. And then we see that someone's watching them. And then, and yeah. I can see how someone could misinterpret uh, a slayer making out with a vampire. Might, yeah, she might not be a slayer. She might be a vampire herself. Yeah. So the lady from that we've seen in the airplane before beat up a guy in the, in the like under part of the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Sees him. So we're back in the library, right? Yep. Yep. Um, Giles is inspecting the ring from the ugly man. He sees that it's the order of Taraka. Xander makes a joke about it and Giles snaps at him and and it's just like continuing to add to this idea that like damn the odor of truck and this, this is, is like deal. serious yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and Buffy herself is wigged at the idea that Giles is wigged mm-hmm. she's uh like order truck is apparently way ruthless um, I noticed that the, the cross that she has on in this scene, actually for a lot of this episode, isn't the angel cross. No, I have yet to see the angel cross again. So I don't think, she, I, maybe she really did break it in Prophet, during Prophecy Girl. Oh. She consistently wears crosses, but I have yet to see his cross. Interesting. Which like, girl, you're now official. You've said the L word, like, Get that chain fixed. Yeah, come on, girl. Girl. Yeah, I don't know. I did. So I think I took some notes out of order or something. But at some point, Xander says, because Xander says that Buffy's, but who's going to run for snacks? And Xander says, but ho-hos are a vital part of my cognitive process. Um, So I had the question, what was your study snack? Oh, I think my study snack always changed. It was like... Mm -hmm. Right now, when I need to hunker down and get work stuff done, it's Ruffles. Mm. Talked about that on a recent episode. Mm-hmm. But I've had phases where it's oatmeal cream pie. They're so good. Or so good. what was another popular one for me? 
Cool Ranch Doritos for a while. But there were Cool Ranch Doritos phase. Yeah. Yeah. What is your study snack? So, like in college, it was sour cream and onion chips. Excellent. Uh, Uts, specifically. Um, Uts is, I think, the superior uh, brand. Uh, I don't feel strongly about brands in most cases, but when it comes to chips, I do. Yeah. And Oreos. I'll never have off-brand Oreos, ever. No, 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 no. Sometimes it was more food. Like, it was less snack. So, like, like I'd order Chinese food if I was working late. Or, like, there was one night, there was a bunch of us in the dorms uh, up studying. And I was like, I bet my mom would buy us pizza. And so I was like, let's all call our moms and see... Who is mom? And so, like, I remember somebody else's mom, like, was like, "No, buy your own pizza." And I, and I remember calling, calling Julie and be like, "Julie, so we're having a competition to see whose parent is the coolest, uh, who's gonna buy us pizza." And she's like, "Yeah, use my cart. <gasps> Good luck, Julie." Studying. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I know my mom very well, and we did indeed get that. That is so funny. She is so cool. <laughs> I remember when I. This is another diatribe. I remember when me, me and Anna, actually me, you and Anna had all turned 18 fairly recently. And me and all three of us wanted to go to a sex store. Yes. To like see what that gross one that's up on 40. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was so gross. It was so good. But me and Anna, for whatever reason, were like, Julie can't know. For some (laughs) reason. You're stupid. And for some reason, we were at your house and the context was so stupid. You had to pick me me up because we were carpooling. Well, I just remember it was like, and I don't remember all that went into it. Me and Anna were in one room and we were like, okay, we're going to the sex store. Allie, you cannot tell Julie that we are going to the sex store because that's too embarrassing. And then you like walked off for whatever reason. And then we just heard Julie cackling. <laughs> and <laughs> you had come like, back and you were like. That told her. But it was the best possible reaction. because well, this, so this is the same mom that. Julie was, was like, get nipple tassels. <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is the same this is the same mom that i was on the phone with anna while i was in the car with her and i was like mom anna called me a cheap whore and my mom goes no you're very expensive (laughs) julie god damn it you're so cool she's she's pretty great oh man so yeah things so yeah it was more it was it was more food related when i would get study snacks what's your Chinese food order uh i like either chicken with cashews or shrimp with cashews beef with broccoli um Ooh. always crab rangoon crab um, rangoons are so although eventually i discovered the poopoo up. platter which is an excellent assortment of things oh i've never gotten a poopoo platter interesting yeah it's like two fried shrimp like two of everything you get beef satay you get chicken wings you get maybe two egg rolls. Like, it's great. It's a great sample platter. A little smidgen of everything. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Delightful. Yeah. Okay, are at, where are we? Even at Bobby's house? Yes. Um, so Cordelia opens the door. Okay, so so Buffy is... No, incorrect. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Oh, so some other woman, the next door, the bug guy. Yeah, bug guy um, has yeah. so scared he, off. Yep. Yeah. So he goes to this house. He's because he's actually he's being really smart and he's stalking his prey. Uh, but 
the woman opens the door and he says, hey, free, free beauty samples. I'm not selling you anything. I just want to give you some free beauty samples. And I was like, ooh, free beauty samples? No. No, I still wouldn't invite a man into my house. Mm-mm. And not like two people fall for it in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah, don't let strangers into your house, friends. Maybe it was a different door to door. Time, different I was going to say, I think it was a different time. I think door to door salespeople were more common. Because I would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you at my house? I get salespeople at my house trying to sell me solar panels. That's okay, the thing. That's lately. common. And like windows and yep. like house related things. So they're like, hey, we can give you a free estimate, blah, blah, blah. Or like roofing, blah, blah, blah. But like, I feel like vacuum cleaners product. used to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Makeup products. Yeah. No. Not a thing anymore. No, 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 no. I know where to get my makeup. Thank you very much. Um, I love Kendra's satin pants. They're very cool. Oh, they are cool. Yeah. I didn't write that down, but I did notice it. Look very comfortable. So um, at this point, they are, they've been researching at the library. My dog is snoring. I'm sorry if you can hear him. Um, Buffy has apparently like kind of taken off and hasn't told anybody where she's going. She has the scene where she's looking at her house all helpless and she decides not to walk in and there like she has this like oversized kind of button up t-shirt i don't know they're really playing up her it's helplessness here it's a flannel some yeah oh i said t-shirt you're right 90s. yeah flannel yeah she goes to angel's apartment and mm-hmm. breaks in we've talked before about how does anybody even know where he lives but maybe they've had a talk whatever they might mu- i mean he must have told her at some point I mean, they also talk about him calling. So they must have exchanged numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His place feels to me very industrial, very studious. He has nice art on the walls. Mm -hmm. His bachelor pad is pretty nice. Yeah. He's clearly uh, a collector over over the centuries. He has acquired some really cool pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about um, probably it. Probably much nicer de- decor of, than most of the other people in that um, apartment complex. Yeah, nothing better than curling up in your boyfriend's bed. I just imagine like the pillow and the sheets all smell like him. Ugh. Ideally, you've been there before and he knows you're there. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's that. I also, again, he clearly lets himself into her house. True, you're so right. If he yeah. was upset, you were right. I'd be like, yeah. you have no legs to stand on whatsoever. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You are totally right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He breaks into her house all the time. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. And I do agree. Sometimes I take Paul's pillow mm-hmm. just because I know it's going to be nicer. You know? I sprayed one of Hayden's shirts with his cologne before I went to LA so that I would have some. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Off this really sweet alley. <laughs> I kind of like him. I'm going to keep him around. Whatever. I like him too. Yes, but she did. should at least have taken her shoes off. If you're going to curl up in bed, like, take your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's true. So, so Angel, it turns out, is not in his apartment because he's at this dive bar trying to shake down information about... Willie from Order Willie. Order of Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who... Yeah, he's trying to find out from Willie who set these assassins on Buffy. Um, and he's really beaten Willie up here mm-hmm. um, until the presumed third assassin from the Order of Taraka interrupts him and really kicks his ass. Like, he's caught off guard. For sure. 
I don't know that I I don't know that if it were an even fight, he would have gotten his ass kicked so hard. You but mean like if he hadn't been taken by surprise? By complete surprise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an know. interesting thought experiment. I mean, she's a she's slayer. She's a slayer, so she's got slayer power, and she's potentially better trained, because it's all she does. Mm-hmm. But, Buffy, as Buffy points out later, maybe doesn't have as much imagination. And you would think in like a new situation, like a dive bar that Angel's been in before, that he would have the upper hand. It would be an interesting fight to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets his ass kicked. It's yeah. locked in the cage. Yep. There's a lot of cages in this show. A lot of just cages yeah, that people can, can lock up. I can see. I've seen in other things that like there's a storage area where you would like put everything at night and lock up so that like people can't break in. Kind of makes more sense at this bar rather than at the library. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of the library, uh, Willow has fallen asleep while doing some research. Uh, Giles goes to wake her up and she's, she says in her sleep, don't wake the tadpoles. And Giles is, said something about the tadpoles and she's, I, I have frog fear. <laughs> just adorable. I don't even think it comes up ever again that she has frog fear, but I just thought that was funny. It's such a cute moment between the two of them. Giles has this moment right before he goes to wake her up where he like smiles and he's like, oh, oh. I think it's cute. And they and there's cute. a Krispy Kreme donut box. So they may not have gotten ho-hos, but they did get some sort of late night snacks. And as far as late night snacks go, Krispy Kreme is pretty good. Yeah, especially if you get it hot. Um, so sure. Giles has found out the spell that he thinks that they're going to do. And the spell is to restore Drusilla to power. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at the villains, I don't know if this is the workshop or the mansion or like wherever they are. It's a big warehouse, I think. Some Where big out, industrial still, warehouse. Yeah. They figured out that the missing part of the ritual is Angel, the sire of Drusilla. Mm. Which does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're thinking of, like, what's going to restore somebody, and with vampire lore, like, blood is life-giving. It's what turns you. So it makes sense that it would be what restores you. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that was one, that was one thing I was like, okay. I buy that. I buy it. So Xander and Cordelia. So Xander's sent to go check on Buffy because they haven't heard from her. And Xander's like, well, how am I going to get there? And Giles is like, well, I don't know. Have Cordelia drive you. Uh, So they show up and Cordelia is not happy to be doing this. And Xander says, I like to think of you more as my witless foil, but have it your way. (laughs) I mean, and I like, I mean, that actually actually speaks kind of to Xander's intelligence because, like, knowing what a foil is. uh, True. Do you know what a a foil is? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, like, opposite. Like, the foil is, like, a thing in, like, like a fencing. Like, a foil, it's, like, the sword. Yeah, yeah, but in, like, literature terms, it's a character's opposite. And the characters specifically bring out something in the other well and they certainly bring out things in each other yeah they do they certainly do and he says scooby gang is this the first official mention i in a trivia i saw that this was the first time scooby gang was mentioned i think they alluded to it before um xander has a has a has like something else he says here um 
he said so so cordelia is like pissed that she's driven him and she says you drag me out of bed for a ride what am i mass mass transportation and xander says that's what a little that's what a lot of the guys say but it's just locker room talk i wouldn't pay it any mind and just given that we as a nation have been traumatized by the phrase locker room talk mm-hmm. i hadn't heard of that lo- the idea of locker room talk until mm-hmm. we had our twice impeached disgraced former president say the word i didn't know but evidently this idea of locker room talk oh yeah i didn't know that that like like oh, I, knew that, I mean at least in i knew pop that culture, dudes talked in like lot like i know that rape culture, culture is a thing but like up all the time the phrase locker room talk mm-hmm. locker room talk that yep. comes up yep yeah what? um john tucker must die one of them hides in a locker to get footage of how he talks about how john tucker talks about girls I mean, Troy Bolton is also secretly filmed uh, saying stuff to his guys in the locker room, just like inspired, but it's not quite the same kind of locker room talk. Um, yeah, it's and they call it locker room talk. Sure do. What? Yeah, because it's always that like, oh, they're all showering and they're all like just guys and like they're all just like suit the shit and who are you fucking and blah blah blah. What? Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, I don't know if it's like a thing in like real life, real life, but as far as like pop culture described life, it is apparent. Okay, so when Donald Trump said that was just locker room talk to me, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Everybody else was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Again, whether that is a real thing or whether that should be allowed as a, or, you know, whether yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a viable yeah. thing, yeah, debatable. But yes, he was not the first to coin that phrase. It was a very common phrase. Well, I am terrible at all things pop culture, so I'm sure that I was the only one left out of that. I'm not so sure that you never had locker room talk. No, that's rude. Don't talk. No, that's horrible. Why would you can't talk? Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. We don't have to. Well, we also, I think we talked about this on another episode, but like we didn't spend a lot of time in the locker rooms. We had to change for, for PE in middle school and high school, but we never showered. So nope, there was no not. like, I mean, you got your your shorts and your t shirt on or off, and then you ran away, like you ran to the next class, or you you got the heck out of there because locker rooms are gross. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't like growing out. Right. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't a thing. Okay. So thanks for that. Um, Xander and Cordelia are at Buffy's house. Nobody's there. They break into Buffy's house really easily. And then they're kind of exploring, looking for Buffy, and there's a knock at the door, mm-hmm. and it's our bug dude buddy yep. who pulls the same line that we heard before about, like, oh, free cosmetics, and Cordelia's like... Oh, free? Which free is my favorite number, but it's not your house, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can see why Cordelia would Yeah, you let a stranger into, into a house that you broke someone into. Someone else's house. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's that's messed up. That's bold. Yeah, that's yeah. really bold. That's not oh, that's man. not cool. Also, especially because like potential danger, you're here to find Buffy. You're getting distracted here, Cordelia. Cordelia, not your finest moment. No. Not your finest moment. Um, so we cut away, we see sun is burgeoning, angels in danger, 
And then we cut away again, and Buffy wakes up. I've had some rude awakenings in my life, Allie. <laughs> I've never had quite as a rude of awakening as this is. Neither have I. Um, yeah, I've had some some pretty, like, Hazel jumping on me, dog tongue to the face. But, uh, yeah, I can't com- can't compare to this. No one was never ever had trying to kill, try to kill me. Oh, we said that at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, over over Squadcast too. That was impressive. We said that at the same time. <laughs> so so I think in the course of their fighting, they prove to each other. Like I think even as viewers, we see they're pretty evenly matched. And Kendra says to Buffy, "Who are you?" And Buffy says, "Who am I? You attacked me. Who the hell are you?" Fair question. <laughs> and Kendra says, "You say it." I am Kendra, the Vampire Slayer. And so what I pictured after this is like almost like silly. We launch into a whole new title sequence where it's like the same kind of thing, but it's all Kendra. And it's like all these characters we've never heard of. And all of these like. Oh, my God. The Kendra Scoobies. You're right. Right. But she doesn't have friends, so they're like all animals or something <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or they're just all her in different menacing sort of like yeah. ways. But it's yeah. the same things of like opening doors and like dusting vampires and stuff, but it's like all with her instead. It's all Kendra. Maybe a yeah. guest appearance from her watcher. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Cause yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. That is funny. And there the episode ends. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. I have one more piece of trivia, but I want your closing thoughts on the episode first. Well, it's just, this is the start of it really, the season is really starting to pick up. I mean, not that the previous episodes were like duds or anything like that, but this is where like the main action of the series really gets going. We had a couple of an episode or two where Spike wasn't even here so we're like, well, fast with Spike, big characters, big things. This is the first two-parter of the season. So this is just like this big and it's exciting. Yeah, I love that we're starting to really dig in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we're a little less than halfway through at this point. And, and yeah, it really is starting to dig into the meat of the themes and the characters and the conflicts that we're going to see later on. It's just... This like two parter is a good kickoff point. Yeah, and then it really just starts at a run and doesn't doesn't stop until the season ends. The only other piece of trivia I have is that it's from INDB, and mm-hmm. as we know from our Buffy Gaze, hello Buffy Gaze, we love you. Hi guys. Apparently, Bianca Lawson, who played Kendra, oh. originally auditioned to be Cordelia. Interesting. It's funny because as the credits were rolling in the beginning, I was like, Bianca Lawson, who's this bitch? Or am I supposed <laughs> to know who this bitch is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's pretty important to the episode. She is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything else. It's going to, yep. We're no spoilies podcast. No though. spoilies. Well, then in the. Vein of no of no spoilies. Uh, then let's let's wrap this shit up. I think that about does it for this episode. I loved talking about this episode with you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everyone listening, and we hope you'll join us next time when we'll discuss season two, episode ten. What's my line, part two? 
And it's, it's a good one. It's if a good one. You are just too excited to wait until the next episode of chat. Send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. That is T A B U L A R A S A B P O D at gmail.com. As I was spelling that out, Allie was doing this most <laughs> adorable little groove, and I'm obsessed with it. You can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at, at Tabula Rasa B-Pod. As of this recording, I have not posted anything substantive on TikTok, but hopefully <laughs> by the time this is up, I will have posted something. We'll see. Um, but we would also be so thrilled and honored if you would leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps get the word out. And podcast ratings are, it's just how people find out about us. So I think we're brilliant. But if you also agree, <laughs> go ahead and put that out into the universe. Allie, where do people find you on social media? People can find me at daughterpick, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K on Instagram and Twitter. I think I'm entertaining, but you may or may not agree you are in uh, <laughs> objective fact thank you thank you uh you can also find me on tiktok at future black cat been rolling out some really great new content for my black cat stuff so i'm excited about that and if you want to throw some money my way you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ali press a-l-l-i-e-p-r-e-s-s or venmo ali dash press all of the social media handles are going to be in the description so you can very easily and conveniently give Allie all of your money. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds great. Good Allie, plan. it is always a treasure to see you and I'll see you in like three more seconds. I love you very much. Yep. See you. See you after a quick pee break. I love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Make choices. Bye. 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 Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Allie Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.